to get to that stage, obviously, was was tough. You know, in and out of hospital, medications that failed, and basically, in the, in the end, I like to say my bowel shit itself, and it did. It just stopped mm. working. So um, that's when I had my bag, Susie. That's her name, my stoma. Uh, if it wasn't for Susie, I would legit not be sitting here talking to you today. Hey, my name is Michael. And my name is Pete. And welcome to Humbled, a personal and inspiring podcast series where we have conversations with everyday people sharing their humbling stories. We thank you for tuning in and supporting the voices and stories of this series. We believe people help people. They certainly do. So let's get to work. Let's do it. (laughs) We're back again. For another episode of Humble the Series, Pete. Hello. Hello, Gax. How are you? I'm very excited. This episode especially, I'm very excited. I'm very close and dear. A family friend of mine is going to be speaking to us. Quite special to me. So I'm really excited to be sharing this story with you, Pete, but also to the listeners. Yeah, and I've, I've heard bits and pieces of this story. In the initial setup of our Humbled the Series, we, we sat down and, and brainstormed a list of people that we thought would be really great to speak to, and Gags was... Michael Gags was. Sorry, everyone knows got to speak to. We've got to speak to this guest. She's an, an incredible human being with such amazing strength and and resilience. And that's you know one of our underlying themes is resilience and how people mm. deal with adversity and that kind of mm. thing. So I'm really looking forward to just sitting down and, and watching this or listening to this story unfold. And we've got a million mics set up, so I don't think we'll miss <laughs> the sound. Yeah, I'll, I'll kick off with a little intro. You know, I don't want to give too much away because when our guests to dive really deep into their story, you know, in her day-to-day job. She's a palliative care nurse, consultant based in South Australia, a huge advocate for body positivity, empowering and inspiring others in their own IVF and IBD miscarriage journeys. And of course, the first South Australian Crohn's and Colitis Australian champion. Welcome, Sarah Starkey. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm uh, very humbled to be here. Oh, excellent. Well played. (laughs) Did you like that? (laughs) I thought you would. So I've been really thinking about how I'm going to, you know, start talking to you guys and we've had a chat about this and and I thought about, you know, my story really starts when I was 13 years old, um, being diagnosed with what was um, ulcerative colitis but my diagnosis changed to Crohn's disease uh, many years later. So it's it's been a ride, as you know, Michael, Um, and living with um, colitis as a 13-year-old is not easy. You're dealing with puberty. You're dealing with high school. Um, you know, it's not, it's not fun. Um, and, and dealing with, you know, diagnosis. Um, for those out there that are listening that don't know what Crohn's and colitis is, it's an inflammatory bowel disease, basically where your body is attacking itself. So that consists of, I'm going to be quite frank here, diarrhoea, um, going to the toilet many times a day, up to 20 plus, um, blood in your stools, mucus in your stools. So it's very debilitating. And I would like to, you know, describe it to people as um, gastro on steroids. So like, you know, how bad is yeah. a bout of gastro? It's yeah. it's, yeah. it's literally the shits, you know, yeah. like it, it literally gives you the shits. And it's constant. Yeah. It is yeah. constant. Yeah. And um, that's what I was living with, mm. you know, at that age. And um, I'll go into my journey a little bit you know, uh, later down the track. But, um, you know, going in and out of hospital as a teenager, trying to navigate high school was hard. Um, I've, yeah, many uh, different hospital admissions um, to try and stabilise my disease. Um, And 
I actually, um, I'll fast forward a little bit to 24 years of age. And so I now live with a ileostomy, a permanent ileostomy, which is a bag or a shit bag, as I like to say it. I am like the shit bag poster, poster lady for a lot of women out there. And that's probably one of the reasons why I am a Crohn's and Colitis Australia ambassador. I'm really proud of that. I think it's really important um, to empower other women to be, um, you know, positive in their own body and that all bodies are different. And just because I have a bag hanging off me, it doesn't make me not sexy. I think being confident is sexy, you know. So I, I really um, am proud of myself for doing that. Um, so to get to that stage obviously was was tough. You know, in and out of hospital, medications that failed and basically in the, in the end I like to say my bowel shit itself and it did. It just stopped mm. working. So um, that's when I had my bag Susie, that's her name, my stoma. Got her tattooed on my arm. Very strong friend of yours. <laughs> yes, she is. Yeah. She's my little side piece. Yeah. Um, so um, Susie and I are besties. And uh, if it wasn't for Susie, I would legit not be sitting here talking to you today. So um, yeah, leading up to that point, um, my bowel, like I said, stopped working and I had precancerous cells in my rectum and uh, made the decision to remove my bowel. And then six months post that, I we had I had my uh, rectum removed. So... Um, and what age was that? Just I was 24, 24. And 24 and 25. I'm now 38. Just had my birthday. <laughs> I'm calling it 30 great. We'll get to that. But I'm calling it 30 great because this is going to be a great year. Um, so having Susie has been the best thing that has ever happened to me. Um I just, I get to live a normal life. I get to live a life that I deserve because I didn't get that growing up. Like I didn't get mm. to party in my 20s, mm. um, which is okay. Um, I got, you know, I got to study. I'm, you know, I'm a nurse consultant, as Michael said. And um, actually that's one of the reasons why I chose nursing. I actually wanted to, to be a teacher when I was, you know, choosing uh, what I wanted to do at the end of year 12. And I knew, so my bowels, this is how much your bowels dictate your life. And I was like, if I'm a, if I'm a teacher, I can't rush off to the toilet. So that's how much your life re- you don't realise it because, you know, you just you do a shit in the morning or you might shit in the evening. Yeah. But me, it was like yeah. constant. I had to know where toilets were when I went out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when I was choosing nursing, I thought, I know I can leave my patients and go to the toilet, come back. So yeah. it's You've quite... you never told me that I know story. I've never told That's you that incredible. story. I don't really yeah, tell many yeah. people that story. Yeah. I probably should. Well, there's only yeah. five or six people we know that listen. Yeah. So <laughs> not that many more. You'll be, you'll be yeah. fine. But... Yeah. That's incredible, the strategic yeah. mind mm-hmm. that you had just to, you know, to survive and thrive yeah. from, from back then yeah. um, with all, many obstacles in your way. Yeah. Um, there's so many questions I want to fire yeah. off because, yeah. you know, you've gone from young to old, but I want to oh, no. put context back to, to young again, mm-hmm. yeah. um, young Sarah, yep. um, in that early period of when you said, like, uh, I couldn't go out as much as mm. everyone. Yep. You know, I didn't have the, the young experience of partying and... Yeah. Anything else that goes with that yep. um, because I had my own difficulties. Could you kind of elaborate a bit more on that and how you felt through that process? I think part of that reason is probably um, just, you know, it probably stemmed, it's 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 similar reason to why I chose to, to be a nurse. I think because I, um, you're so controlled, your life is so controlled and you don't mm. know where your life's going to go and where it's going to take you, I suppose. So going out I really had to think, can I go out? 
Um, am I going to be, am I sick? Am I going to be sick? Can I go out to a restaurant? <laughs> you know, because yeah. food dictates what comes out your bowels. Um, this is, sorry, so much poo talk, but that's okay. That's me. That's <laughs> this is our topic of life. Yeah, yeah, this is my yeah. life, literally. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think, can you repeat the question again? No, that's okay. I was talking more in context to Sarah, young Sarah, yeah. and how, you know, wh- what did it feel like for you, you know, more from a, a personal point of view of, you know, everyone was doing these things oh, okay. and, I, and I couldn't. I couldn't do all the experiences of yeah. a young person would yeah. and be free yeah. because you were yeah. withheld to a certain degree, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah, it was It was hard because I was missing out. Like all my friends travelled overseas and I didn't get to do that when I was, when I had Susie. So after mm. Susie I gained my life back. So... I suppose I missed out on things, but then I got my career. So I was lucky enough that I studied, built my career up when they were all travelling. So nice. yeah. it's okay. It's all relative, I suppose. It, it it wasn't terrible, but I just didn't get to do those things. I've made up for it, as you know, um, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, some of my, my curiosity, I think you said you were diagnosed when you were 13. Mm-hmm. Were the symptoms for... Two questions. Yep. How long were the symptoms before you had your diagnosis? Yep. And was there a degree of uncertainty of like, what is wrong? Something's not right with me. Yeah. And what was the feeling like then? And was there, what was the feeling like after you had your diagnosis in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, you hear of some people it being a relief or some people yep. it being, oh my God, this is what I'm facing. And then yep. you've got that, that anchor point of, oh, this is my diagnosis. Yep. What am I going to do with it? Yeah. Um, so I think my symptoms started uh, probably 12 months before my diagnosis. I got diagnosed very quickly. People to this day I know get it takes a little while to diagnose. Is that because, sorry to jump in, is yes, that because the, the symptoms were quite extreme in your case and then yeah. other people it's not? Yep. They were. I literally had diarrhoea and bleeding from my rectum, which yep. is not normal for a 13-year-old. Mm, yeah, crazy. So um, I think that was why it was easy to go straight to a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. I think it, yeah, started... Yeah, probably 12 months before. I wasn't bleeding, but I was not well in the bowels, so Mm -hmm. I knew there was something wrong. Um, To answer your question, yes, I did feel relief as soon as I was diagnosed. And my nana had Crohn's, she's deceased now, but um, she had Crohn's disease and my auntie did, so I already knew a little bit about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this is back in 1998 I got diagnosed. So a long Mm -hmm. time ago when things... They're not as common. Like Crohn's and class isn't as co- wasn't as common then as it is now. So, um, is it? Sorry, I'm jumping. Yeah, in. Is, no, it, go is for it, it hereditary? To, to a degree, yes. Yeah. They say it isn't. My little sister has colitis, so yeah, okay. um, yeah it, it is. Uh, um, do you find? Well, I don't. Comfort's not the right word, but do you have? It does almost like you have a buddy, like someone else that's going through a similar thing. Does that help? Does it not it, help? I didn't get that when I was. 13, 14, yeah. 15, and, and having my stoma. So that's why I do so much advocacy and empowerment yeah. online gotcha. on my social media. Network, um, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I've um, started, when was it, two years ago now it would be, mm. a um, IBD um, warrior group page on Facebook for South Australians. So we all connect there and we, have, we haven't had very regular catch-ups but we do catch up and we share things online and ask questions So because I didn't get that mm. as a young person. Mm. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why I do the work that I do, yeah. yeah. And Sarah, I've... I've- known from back then to now, you're so inspiring. Thank you. The reason why you're here talking to us is because your story, yeah. your story is so inspiring and, yeah. and, and getting into that further is I've just seen you just transcend, you know, yeah. 
through your journey and yeah. and being an ambassador as well now. And um, I can just see this this kind of aura around you, which is infectious, along with your beautiful laugh. You haven't laughed yet, but anyway. I've we laughed haven't, partly, we haven't but got, I, I've had a full cuckle. <laughs> we, we just have to be funny again. Yeah, I, know, <laughs> I know, mate. Yeah, work on it, guys. No, no, sorry, mate. Um, but just to see that transition yeah. in you, I would love, love to talk a bit more about that, you know, mm-hmm. how... When was the turning point? When was that pivot point for you to go, all right, I'm, I'm not going to kind of withhold anymore, okay. perhaps? Yeah, that's and I'm, juicy. I, I'm going to juicy. now be the ambassador yeah. and the empowering woman that you are yeah. now. Hmm. I think it really stems back from my relationship breakdown with my ex and I felt that I couldn't be the person that I wanted to be and be out there and um, I don't want to say flamboyant, but maybe, and um, be as open and honest and as... Yeah, living. I felt um, to some degree held back or controlled. And um, Tom, I feel like he just just says, go and do it. Be your your wacky, silly, crazy self and go for it. And that's what's changed. Flick the switch. Yeah, that's yeah. what I feel. And that's when I really ramped up my um, social media because I just didn't really not care. Like I just felt like I could do it and it was yeah. okay, mm. you know? Yeah. So yeah. It's in many stages that, that was almost a catalyst as well, mm-hmm. that relationship Maybe. ending yeah. to, to I mean, the shackles he, off. And- yeah. He was amazing um, during my um sick period. Mm. Um, and I am so grateful for him for, for mm. being that person. Um, yeah, I think there's, a, there's always a stage uh, when a relationship ends as well. There's that kind of, well, I can, it's not, I'm free kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. I can do whatever mm. I want. Yeah. And, and those layers are peeled back and you're like, all right, what am I going to do? What do yep. I want to mm. do? Yep. And away you went. And that's what, that was one of the things where yeah. I felt probably young at heart and just felt like I could just mm. show Susie. I was getting more confidence in my body and um, and that's when I was like, right, I'm just going to put it out there. Because at the start I told people close to me that I had a bag but I never, never mm. posted it online. Yeah. Would quite openly talk to someone if I'd met them, mm-hmm. if it came up in conversation or something or, but, uh, you know, I literally post photos of my bag online. Mm. <laughs> And yeah, a following from that, and and yeah. and a community that's grown, yeah, yeah, um, and to the point where your your surroundings, you're f- more comfortable inside of yourself yeah. because you're making everyone else around you comfortable, right? That's right, yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I called Susie Susie. Mm. So um, I want to, yeah, I want to, yeah, go into that, yeah, of yeah. course. There's um, a reason I've, for that, yeah. There's there's um, there's two reasons. Uh, one being my stoma nurse. So that's stoma actually means mouth or opening in Greek. Stoma. Did you know that? There you go. We're learning a lot of things. Are you learning? <laughs> this is like a, a lesson, a class. <laughs> We're just got like school kids in the I'm front row. I'm glad I've been able to school you. <laughs> well, you're a consultant too, so you're doing a great job. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, poo's not my specialty, but that's okay. I mean, it is, but it isn't. Um, yeah, so um, my stoma nurse's name is Susan and my name's obviously Sarah and I wanted an S name and so I thought, Susie, that's pretty cool. And I have a little sister who is not so little now, but at the time she was nine when I had Susie, and that's the one that has colitis. Mm-hmm. And um, for her to understand the concept of me not having, you know, my bow and having a bag and people around me, it was a lot easier to have a name. And a lot of people do this, have a name or, yeah, name your stoma. So um, it just makes it easy to talk about mm 
people be like, oh, how's, how's Susie going? Or, mm. you know, she gets written in cards. and just birthday parties. Birthday parties. Every yeah. year I celebrate her birthday because that is, you know, a year of health and that's, mm. you know, this year she'll be 14. So she's a teenager. Fantastic. She's Fantastic. Watch out. I know. Watch out. Yeah. She'll get her licence in a couple of years. Oh, she'll get <laughs> <laughs> Like uh, Gags and I obviously aren't psychologists or anything like yeah. that or pretend to be, but there's no. got to be you know, some merit in that strategy because you hear it happening with other things yep. as well, prosthetic mm. limbs and, and all yep. of that kind of thing. So if there's any psychologists out there that could tell us, you know, exactly how yeah. that works and why that works, mm. it'd be great. But it, it sounds like it's a strategy that really works yep. for Definitely. you. Definitely. Yep. It's creating that identity, I guess, that yep. and that armor, be yep. it be it the one that's never gonna leave you, but mm-hmm. it's it's now um an armor and strength yep. that you can rely on. Yep. Can we we've gone we've gone a few different ways now. Can we talk more about the I guess off the back of that, more about the ambassador role and you know, the experiences you've had with the your followers and mm-hmm. helping other people? Yep. So I'm only really new to that role in the last year, but I have been a part of the Live Fearless Challenge, which happens every September, where um, Australians all over, well, Australians living with Crohn's and colitis um, participate in a challenge where they have to complete 150 kilometres in the month of September and raise awareness and money. So um, our team did extremely well last year. I can't tell you the numbers, but we're in the top, I reckon, 10 our team. Uh, I think we raised 6,000 and something. Don't quote me, but we did a really good job. And it's not just about, it's not about the money for me, really. It's about Mm. the awareness. Um, And I think that's, that's really important. So, but online, I get messages quite frequently, just DMs, what do I do here? Mm. Um, What bags, what bag do you use? What products do you use? How do you deal with the blockage? Or so... Um, there's so many different elements about having, you know, um, Susie. Um, it's not it's not as, as straightforward as, you know, I am reminded every day that I've been sick and that's fine. Um, but, you know, you've got to change the bag, um, put a new one on, um, watch what you eat because you can get blocked up. So just like you get constipated, mm-hmm. <laughs> I get blocked mm. up. And I do not want to be blocked yeah. up because it'd be very embarrassing as a nurse, <laughs> rocking up to an ED going, oh, yeah, hi, I blocked my shit bag. And uh, you're a nurse, you know, like yeah. I just. I'll be, I'll be back in a second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I'm really careful in what I eat. Yeah. Um, so there's things like that and carrying spare bags with you because you have leakages. Um, I've been on a night out in the city once and my bag leaked twice and I was like, I'm not fucking going home. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I refuse. I refuse. Yeah. I rang my sisters and they came into the city and brought me another bag. Oh, so good. Yeah, they're legends. That's good. Yeah. That's I was good. like, I'm not going home. Yeah. I'm not going to let this yeah. take over my life. And I haven't. Mm. I think that's the point. Yeah. yeah. You know, in, ter- in terms of the journey that, you know, I know you've been on and um, what Pete's just experienced is that you've, you've never given up. We've never no. surrendered, and no. um, which is why we love talking to people. Um, through any facets of their particular parts of their humbling experiences because it's it's just that human resilience to, yeah, just, just know there's a bit more in them, a bit more in the tank. Yeah. And to know why, you know, they might be at, at that last last turn before yeah. maybe there's light. We don't know. But, yeah, yeah I, I applaud you for that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And can I poke a little bit maybe mm. at... Um, moments of weakness, like mm-hmm. particular moments. There might be, I'm not sure if there's any examples or anything like that, but like a particular moment of weakness where 
obviously you mentioned that night out, but I imagine it, it took you a while to get to that stage 100%. where you were just like, mm. Mm. and I would just like to poke a little bit and yeah. feel free just to tell me get stuff. That's okay. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I think I was, yeah, not always confident. It's taken me a long time. I think with age and with where I am in my life, um, yeah, I was not this confident person to, to say, oh, I've got a bag and here it is. You know what I mean? I don't know. I can't tell you the exact moment on how I got to that point, but I did. I mm. don't know. I think it was just a, mm. a progression of knowing mm. who I was yeah. and age, mm. I think. Yep. At 24 years of age, having a bag is not particularly young because there's a lot younger than me that have them. Um, but I think once, yeah, once I got Susie, I just gained more confidence because I could do things. Yep. Like literally mm. it, it sounds like I could go out for dinner like, or I could go out clubbing. Yeah. I know that's, it's, it's very um, simple but they were things that are important to me. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I think that's probably just where it evolved from. Mm. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing that I can really point at. Yeah, and yeah. like I think there's, there's something to be said about like it, when anyone matures, you you reach a sort of um, time in your life where you are much more self-aware yeah. of who you are as a person and you lose those kind of yeah. fears mm. of what people think about you. Yeah. It, it, I think that happens in everyone's lives. But yeah. for you to have those other things which yeah. you just mentioned, it's it's a lot more to be to become comfortable with, mm-hmm. you know, like and it's a socially acceptable type of thing. Like it's uh, hats off to you, I think. Thank you. You're doing really well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I um I know like I have young girls message me or um and say, you know, I don't want a bag. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be ugly and gross and and I just say to them, I just you actually don't know how much you're going to get the life you deserve. Mm. You know? Don't worry yeah. about the bag. It's it's yeah. nothing. It's yeah. it's, you know, I mean, it's not nothing, but y- you will love your life again and I think it just it really just evolves from there, and yeah. that's what it did for me. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I just, Can, yeah. yeah. Go on. You want to ask Thank a question? You. <laughs> Go around. for it. He's really ready for this. One. Uh, well, you're talking about life, and you know the experience of you know your young life already. Mm. But um, there's another um, experience, no doubt, you've got within you, which is you know your career. Mm. And to, I would love to go a bit further into mm. you know and explain to people. Well, a, a palliative care nurse is. Okay, yeah. Um, and what that means okay. because, you know, we're talking about life right now. Of course. I, mm. I think there's I think there's more more to, you know, yeah. the armour that you put on because I know you've got a few shields um, that do. you do. I um, do. I'd, I'd love to hear a bit more about <laughs> yeah. those. Um, so palliative care obviously is I look after people with life-limiting illnesses or cancers that can't be cured. Mm. Um, and I think probably, well, I've been doing that for, oh, gosh. 16 years maybe now? I don't know. Yeah, 16 years. I love it. I love looking after people that are um, at the end of their life. I look. I love helping people with their pain and symptoms and just relieving that for them and really getting to know the people, who they were before their illness. It's not I, – I really treat everyone individually. I like – because I've been that patient on the other side and it's it's not nice just being a, mm. a body in a bed. Do you know what I mean? You you are a human being. You yeah. have a story. Mm. You, you know you're fun. You like you have hobbies, and 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 not all nurses do that. Mm. Um, so I like to be. I think I like to think that I'm unique in that respect because I've had that experience. Actually, I'm going to wind the clock a little bit here. Yeah. That's 
that's another reason why I chose nursing um, because I had a horrible experience. I think you know the story, Michael. Horrible experience as a 14-year-old in hospital where this nurse was giving me my IV steroids, um, prednisolone it's called, and it makes you quite... um, Fat, gives you pimples, moon face, and going through high school, obviously, it's not fun, you know. You want to look a bit cute for the boys. Well, I did anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't really come off until I hit my peak in, you know, 24. <laughs> Thanks, Susie. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so having these steroids, it, it's gross. And this this nurse has given me these steroids and she goes, you've got a really fat face. And I'm like, um, mm. she was horrible. Yeah. And I was like, right. I'm going to do nursing, I'm going to be a nice nurse and, yeah. But but reflecting back to palliative care, I see people of all ages die, not just old people, Mm. young people. I see people with colorectal cancer that have bags and they still don't live. So I know that I'm I'm a very lucky person and that's probably why I whoop it up every day. You know, like I just, I live life to the full because you just don't know what's around the corner. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that I do stupid, crazy things, but I think it's important to enjoy life and enjoy yeah. the things that you do and and be grateful mm. for what you have and what you, you know, not what you don't have. Mm. So I'm grateful every day for Susie. And your, you? and your role and oh, you know, yeah. what you do. Yeah. I, I, I've always wanted to ask you, I don't think I've ever asked you this, Yeah. but in, in that role, how do you feel, you know, you, you, you're seeing death every day. Yeah. You're close to knocking on that door for a lot yeah. of people yeah. and helping them transition, yeah. you know, in a way. And what, how, does, how does that feel? How, does that, how do you approach a day as Sarah <sighs> in that role? Because yeah, for right. me, I, I, I'm driving to work and I'm thinking of all these mi- <laughs> million things, but I'm like, that's, when you put what you do in perspective, yeah. it's not even close. I feel. I think, I think, I think you're all, doing a great job. Thank you. what I'm saying. But yeah. how, does that, how, how does that make you feel um, and how do you approach it? I think because I love my job. Yeah. I think that's what, what makes it so easy. Um, I just, I love looking after people that are dying. I know that mm. sounds so, and all my colleagues will say the same. All of my colleagues have been in that, in, in, our, in our role for many years. You don't just walk into it. Well, some people walk in and walk out because they're like, can't handle it. Mm. Um, you have to do a lot of self-care. Self-care, um, whether that be exercising, alcohol. Uh, yeah. Moderate <laughs> in, self-care. In, moderate, in moderation, everybody. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. Um, Vices of sorts. Yeah, just. Yeah, yeah I and understand. Just, just, yeah, I, I think the kicks I get out of it is helping people with their pain and symptom management. That's what I love back yeah. and getting, yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean, there's things that I wouldn't do, like, you know, my husband's a teacher. No way. No way. Wouldn't do it. Hats off to him. My sister's job, you know, yeah. in social work, yeah. removing children, as yeah. she's done in the past, not so, you know, like, I couldn't do that. Mm. There's so many things I couldn't do. Mm. But, you know, we, everyone needs to have their role in society and this yeah. is mine. Mm. So. I think you'd be surprised, though. Like, you, you probably don't realise the skills you've acquired to be able to switch off in I know. At, at work, like yeah. to be able to be like, right, I'm just switched off now. Yeah. And like I know teachers and social workers in particular, yeah. they have that same ability to, yeah. geez, I'm dealing with a really tough situation today at work and I don't want to take that yeah. home. Yeah. So I, I flick a switch and somehow yeah. turn it off with with whatever advice it is. Yeah. Um, I had a, just a little thought then when you were explaining you and the other nurses on the ward that love the work mm. is 
there are other nurses on the ward that have similar experiences to yourself where they've been confronted with like a real, you know, a, a bad prognosis or they've mm-hmm. been close to death before in their personal lives and then they're easier to work with Definitely. in that ward. Yep. I've worked, I work with people that have been sick in their, in their life or and are sick. Yeah. Um, I think they just, it's, they appreciate. Do they somewhat gravitate towards palliative care or is it? Uh, I don't, eh, not necessarily. I just mm. think, I don't know. Yeah. No, I can't really answer that. No, I'm just fascinated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, I've tried other types of nursing I've, and it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. But you're right, I do have a switch and probably the way that I best look after patients is that I don't try and relate it to someone that I know. Mm. So people will be like, oh, you know, it's a really tough job. I'm like, yeah. Like patients' families will say that to me. I couldn't do your job. I said, I understand. I love it. But, you know, this isn't my dad or this isn't my brother or this isn't my, you know, sister. So I can take that step back. Mm-hmm. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, I understand. So, um, but I, I get sad. Like it's, yeah. I'm not a hard ass. Like I do cry every mm-hmm. now and then or mm-hmm. just come out of family meetings and go, wow, like mm-hmm. that was that was really, really, that's really sad and it's unfair mm-hmm. and you just, yes, it's, it's yeah. unfair. That's probably like, what I was getting to with my yeah. questions. Like you're seeing... You know, yeah, yeah. knocking on, on the door yeah. where maybe, you know, this person doesn't really deserve this. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I see that every day. I do yeah. feel that. But I have to be, I have to learn to to not get too engaged or too involved. Otherwise, I can't look after the patients. And then I'll be go- no good to no one mm-hmm. and myself. I need to look after myself because I'm number one. And I still, yes, I've got a, you know, a shit bag and I'm uh, walking, talking and fine. I still have elements that I deal with every day that I just don't share. Yeah. It's easy not to, yeah. you know? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's easy to say, yeah. I'm fine, yeah. <laughs> you know? But it gets you through where you need to, where yeah. you need to go and yeah. it's part of your journey. I think the, the role you play um, as that nurse is um, all the merit and all the humbling experiences to when you're, I, I feel younger, yeah. that have just accumulated along the way yeah. and, and just built you into this, I think, this superwoman to, to tackle it because... I would say maybe not many other people could do it yeah, from maybe. maybe not having the experience. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps. Um, we did touch on it earlier uh, mm. of your role being um, a nurse and also, you know, we've, we've spoken about you know, Crohn's and Susie, but mm. you also mentioned about IVF. Mm. I would love to go yeah. go there if, if you might. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know it's a, it's a touchy subject that and is, it, it is a journey yeah. in itself and a, a humbling experience that I know you're go, still going through. Yep. But for the listeners, um, mm-hmm. could you open up and explain a bit more? Yeah. Um, so probably need to start by saying the reason why I'm doing IVF and partly that is because of my Crohn's disease um, and having the surgeries that I've had. They, it's caused sort of scarring, I think, but they can't go in and do a laparoscope and look in because if they nick my bowel, if I cut it, I could die. So we're like, let's not do that. Um but I've also just been diagnosed with endometriosis, which you probably don't know. No. Which I'm like, hallelujah, yeah. raise the roof. This is freaking amazing. When did this happen? This happened in September via MRI. So this is great because, like, I have a, I have an answer can now. You, can we? Yeah, oh, yeah, we're going there. Can we you, are going there because yeah. I've really wanted to share this story and yeah. I haven't shared Please. it with anybody Could really. Can you explain? 
Oh. The symptom and oh, the so, well, diagnosis? The endometriosis is the disorder where the tissue that normally lines the uterus grows on the outside of the uterus, so it's to do with the lining. But my IVF journey started in oh, 2020, what are we? No, 2020 I st- we started trying naturally because mm-hmm. that's what you have to do. And probably, and then, you know, COVID, um, Mm. probably should have gone to see someone earlier instead of late 2020. But I started IVF in 2021. And IVF basically is where they um, stimulate your eggs, your ovaries to produce eggs. And then they take your egg and um, inject or they, however they want to, mix um, sperm with the egg to make an embryo. Mm. And that's, you know, it's, it's more complex than that, but basically embryos have to survive five days to get to a good size to be good enough for f- freezing or transfer, whatever yeah. you choose to do. So I've had, I've now had five, I think five retrievals. Oh, no, you lose bloody count. <laughs> Lots of money, probably at least 30000 I think we've spent, yeah, wow. at least. I don't really want to count, but it's not about the cashola. It's it's about it's about the end product, obviously. Um, but having this diagnosis of endometriosis, I think what what that is doing is preventing my um, embryos from sticking and babies staying. So I've had two miscarriages. Um, one being in um, when was it? Uh, Ma no, October no. It was 2021 and then I had another one in Jan- uh, March last year. Um, yeah, yeah they've, they've been shit. It's just a, a shit time. I don't, like, I'm okay. I, I get sad um, and emotional about it but uh, I suppose those babies weren't meant to be and there was something wrong either with my body or with the embryo, I don't know, but I've been through a series of um testing now and this MRI showed the endometriosis. So the new plan is, which um, I'm currently now what I call my hot girl summer, <laughs> they put me into menopause. I'm in, a, <laughs> that's what I'm yeah, calling right. a hot girl summer. Yeah, nice. Good luck. <laughs> you got to like, like you it. have to spin it around yeah. and that's it's what like I do. It's for the bag. Like yeah. yeah. That's what I'm just saying. 30 great. 30 great. Like this is my yeah. year. It's, it's going to be a fucking great yeah. year. Yeah. 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 The theming is on point too. Yeah. It's always on point. Yeah. I love it. So hot girl yeah. summer. Hot girl summer. I am great. getting hot flushes. <laughs> <laughs> so basically what, we should be laughing. We both the same little laughing. No, you can laugh, laugh. A little boy laugh. <laughs> we're men now. We are. Hey, we come are. On, we we are. are. You are. You are. Um, Poor Tom. It, oh, look, I'm a moody you're bitch. You're giving him some mood? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I, yeah, I have been like, I'm moody. I need to Anyway, um, so Hot Girl Summer consists of headaches and flushes. I do not, like, menopause is a little way away for me, but far out. I feel like I know what my mum was going through now. Yeah, wow. You know? Anyway, um, so the reason why they're doing this is to switch off the hormones. So they sw- switch everything off and after a period of time they will turn me back on and um, hopefully my lining is going to be susceptible for embryo trans- you know, transfer and then the baby staying. But all of my miscarriage have been inconclusive. They've never been able to say why, um, you know, why they happened, if there was anything genetically wrong. But so our last retrieval, we had uh, got 11 eggs. 
Yeah, that was in November, and two only two of those um, made it. But that's amazing. That's mm. brilliant odds. Yeah. Like my doctor's like, this could not have gone any better. So they've two have been genetically tested and they're perfect. So that's why this year is going to be thirty great. Yeah, it's going well to be done. great because yeah. I'm going to have a little baby at the end of yeah. the year, hopefully. Yeah, well, well who knows? End of the year, yeah. maybe start of next year. This yeah. just depends on when everything's happening. Yeah. Um, but I'm not giving too much away because. I want a surprise for when, of course, you know, yeah. like I want people to be surprised because it's gonna it's gonna work. Yeah, I am like putting it out to the universe. Yeah. This this baby is staying. So um, obviously, there's been a lot of shit times in the meantime, and I have mm. done a lot of work again online and mm. um, videos and reels and blah 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 about um, my IVF and miscarriages and. I just don't feel that women feel supported enough to talk about it, and that's okay. Like, not it's not for everybody, mm-hmm. but I feel when I share it with other people. Do you know how many people would come back to me at work? Like, I've had a miscarriage. Yeah. I've had a miscarriage. It's so common. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't feel alone, and I felt like I could just go, you know, just mm. be myself and just share how I was feeling and. It doesn't need to be a taboo topic at all. No. Right. And it seems to like be that for, for the endo. That's incredibly yeah. common as well. It like, is. Unbelievably common. So, yeah. mm. are you, and how has that experience been? You know, people reaching out to you and yeah. when you've gone, you know, you're going through a yeah. hard battle and a, a hard road. Yeah. Has it helped? Has it, it, it has sometimes? Helped. Yeah. Um, it has helped, definitely, especially at the start. Of late, I've sort of dialed my stuff back online. Um, I think. I've really focused on staying in my own lane and um, the last retrieval was kept very quiet. I didn't really tell many people because the pressure that you feel and there's this unwritten sort of, un, I don't know, I don't know if I'm going to speak out of turn here, maybe, a competition between women sometimes. Right, yeah. I feel. I don't know. Yeah. Like, oh, you're pregnant and it's not me. and It's it's not yeah. that. It's just it's jealousy, but in a good way. Yeah, it's healthy jealousy. Yeah, I that's suppose. all it is. Yeah. 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 Like I, I'm envious of those that yeah. are. Yeah. And, and sometimes envious of people that uh, get pregnant so easily. Yeah. It's not been easy for me mm. at all. Um, and I know there's people out there worse than me too, um, but, yeah, I don't know. I've just sort mm. of not really shared too much, yeah. just to sort of do my own thing. Yeah. We were doing our own thing. Yeah. Mm. And, and allowed to. You yeah. Know, it's, it's, it's your story and um, when you share when you feel like yeah. you should or, or when it feels right. Yeah. There's, there's so many humbling experiences within this short, you know, mm. conversation. Mm. How do you put it all in one big bucket of just if you had to look back at all of them, yeah. you know, what are you telling yourself from the young Sarah to the now, to the Sarah now? Oh, I think I, th- as a young person, I think uh, I would, here we go, waterworks, <laughs> that I, I'm, I'm very proud of myself. I've been through a, f- a fucking shit time, mm-hmm. literally, and um, just, yeah, I'm so proud of the person who I, what, you know, am now and the way that I go about things and helping others. That's, you know, the nurse thing, that's the Crohn's thing, that's the IVF thing. That's how I would share that, is that I'm 
I'm very proud of myself. And I think it's important to be proud of yourself. And it's okay to boast every now and then and just say, you know what, yeah. I've done all of this. And I, you just go, I, I go through each step, especially the IVF, and I go, how did I do that? Oh, I don't know, I just did. You know what I mean? Mm. Just did. Yep. Just, yep. You just you just put your blinkers on and you just freaking go for yeah. it. And you that's know? the attitude I, I love and I've yeah. I've always seen in you. Yeah, you just... Yeah, so, even from, you know, back being young, playing basketball and oh netball. God, I would kick your ass I know, basketball. you would. You kick my ass in netball, but, you know. There was a lot of competition <laughs> there, like a lot. But dr- always driven. Yeah. Always determined. Yeah. Um, never gave up. I, and I, I'm not yeah. going to give up and I won't because people... People throw ideas, have you tried this? Are you going to do this? What about this? And I'm like, I'm just doing my own thing and I'm not going to give up. I'm going to, I've got, I've been given hope from doctors. So why wouldn't I keep going? Mm. And I've got alternative things that I'm not going to share if, if that doesn't happen for me. So, or us, you know what I mean? Like, um, and it's your life. That's like, right. You can yeah do what you want. It's exactly. so funny yeah. when you're exactly. on this this journey that people say, do this, do that, and I'm like, I don't know. It's probably like being a parent. Like people say, have you have you done this with your child? Have you do-? you know? It's it it's all relative. It, it, yeah. There's so many different things that people always give advice. Sometimes it's great. Other times you're like, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? um, I just thought of something. Then you you spoke obviously very passionate. And thank you for sharing all of this along yeah. the entire way. Like it's yeah been incredibly eye-opening for me. I have so many questions which we need to try and keep a lid on. But yep. I just wanted to touch on um, you, you mentioned and you, you said it quite proudly then that you're proud of yourself mm-hmm. and, and how everything has gone. Would you have any advice for like family or friends that are near to someone that was experiencing similar things to you? Like, And we've, we've had a bit with, with past guests as well. Like how does someone help? Because everyone yep. wants to help, but everyone yep. is different. Yep. Like what were some examples of maybe of people that really helped you and, and how they went about it? I think the biggest way to help someone is to listen nice. and, and to not mm. give advice. Just listen and say, I am here for you. I'm here if you ever want to talk about it. And I think, and and don't try and say, oh, I've, I've been in, well, you haven't actually been in my shoes. And, and that's okay that you haven't. You don't need to give me advice. Just sit by me. Listen to what I've got to say yeah. and acknowledge it. I hear what you're saying. And that's, yeah. I've had a lot of unsolicited advice <laughs> <laughs> and unsolicited stories told my way that aren't yeah. helpful. Yeah. Um, Just being there. Yeah, really. that's all it is. Honestly, that's all it is. Being a fellow human yep. in time and need. Yep. Be a little bit or a lot. Yep. Um, just being present. Yep. I think that always helps, doesn't yep. it? I think I've learned a lot too myself. Like I don't. I don't give advice anymore about anything, really, mm. unless it's my work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, story. yeah, 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 of course. Um, unless it's specific advice about um, even now, like when people ask me about Crohn's and colitis, I say I can only give you my advice from my experience, yeah. and that's all I'm going to share. Yeah, because I'm not here to say what medication you should try or what you should, you know, I'm not going to mm. do that. Just it's not helpful. I don't think anyway. So, well done. Thank you. <laughs> well done, Sazi and Susie. Yep, um, legends. Yeah, an awesome experience and, and conversation, Pete. I think um, eye-opening for many, mm. many reasons and educational. Yeah. But we want to thank you both, um, both. I'm talking to both. <laughs> Susie and yes, I. Yes, of course, because it, it's a journey that is not over, of course. 
There's nah. still more to come. This is probably a, a too big continue, uh, I feel, with this. Yeah. You know what? Every you know? podcast I've done is yeah. always been like, we'll come back. Yeah. You still need to t- tell your IVF, you know, like yeah, there's, uh, there's still so much I, more. I want to be sitting here yeah. with baby. Yeah, 100%. You know? Yeah. Because that's the pregnancy is not going to be easy either, yeah. well, as you got, probably, you know, you can gather. Yeah. Mm, and that, yeah. yeah. But there's been other other women before me, so I'll just. We've got time for it. We're here for it. And you. I'll be following their stuff. So, yeah. Anyway, that will be more to come on my social media. I'll be definitely trying to share bits and pieces, but not too much because it can be overwhelming for others and I've experienced that myself. Yeah. Um, you just alluded to that uh, social media. How can people contact mm. you, be it from this conversation and maybe they want to, you know, investigate a bit more from their own personal stories or just, yeah, just reach out and, and say well done. Yeah. How can they best reach Sarah? So it's my Instagram, which is Sazi, S-A-A-R-R-Z-Z-Y. That's my handle. So DM is generally the easiest. And then I can link people to the Facebook page from there, the Crohn's and our IBD Warrior Group page. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I really yeah. appreciate sharing all of this. I just hope that Thank it helps you. other people. That's my, that's my main aim and motto in life, so thank you. Kicking goals, well done. That's it. You know it. Yeah, love your work. Thank, thank you. you. Thank no you, Pete. Um, that's Humble the Series. Give me a laugh. <laughs> that's the one. That's, that's it. <laughs> that's it. You got it. You, you did got it, it you out did of it. Yeah, it didn't force it out of you. No. I would give you a hug, but there's so many mics around. I know. <laughs> well done. Thank well done. you.